This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Falcons 49ers. Uh, that was a surprising outcome as well. Atlanta beating San Francisco 28-14. to Brandon Ayuk you know, getting it done on everyone's benches. Yeah. Uh, eight catches, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, shout out to you if you had Ayuk in your lineup. Uh, but this is the Ayuk that, you know, we were kind of hyping up for, right, in the preseason. Like, we know he has the talent. Um, you know, it, you just kind of need him to get those targets, right? Mm-hmm. He was kind of hovering at like five, six targets a game. But when you give him 10 targets, he's going to get it done for you. Um, he's, he has after-the-catch ability. You know, he has route running ability. He has it all. But, you know, this offense, you know, is not a pass first offense, unfortunately. Um, no. Now, when they, they were forced to become a little pass heavy in this game, they didn't quite show the sense of urgency early enough. That's why they lost the game. But uh, Ayuk got 10 targets. Kittle got 10 targets. Uh, I think all these guys got 10 targets. Debo, Debo as well. Kittle yeah. finally came through on a negative game script, you know, eight for 83 on 10 targets. I don't expect all these guys to get 10 targets every week because normally their defense comes through. The defense was pretty banged up coming into this game. Something yep. I probably should have noted a little bit more, you know, um, but, you know, it's not like it, it mattered <laughs> for for these for these uh, Falcons pass catchers. Um, Marcus Mariota ended up having a huge fantasy day. Yep. Three total touchdowns, one of them on the ground. One of his passing touchdowns to Kyle Pitts. Huge day. Huge day for Kyle Pitts. Three yeah. catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I hope if, you can. I hope you can sense the sarcasm. I'm trying. Yeah. To no. If it. if you start Kyle Pitts, you're happy. <laughs> you know you've had him all season. <laughs> you know you got a touchdown. That was just. It's not anything fantastic. Certainly not. But you know it's much better than what we've seen from him before. I don't know if you saw um, Steve's uh, story on Fantasy Guides. He put that up. I think my sleeper app. Is glitching. It's just Kyle Pitts got a touchdown. <laughs> that <laughs> that's see that. that's, that's yeah, hilarious. That, that was hilarious. I thought that was funny. But um, yeah, you talk about what? Marcus Mariota. He had a good day. You know, it wasn't that it was a it wasn't a huge day, but it was like a near perfect performance, uh, stat wise. You know, he was extremely efficient. Thirteen and fourteen, only fourteen passes, thirteen completions, two touchdowns off of those, and a rushing touchdown. You know, that was that was one of the biggest surprise performances for me. Just um, you know, Mariota against the 49ers defense, even though they're banked up, they are a good defense. Um. I actually picked up Desmond Ritter in the one league, hoping that maybe this would be um, a spot where we'd see Desmond Ritter maybe come in, you know, as a stash. But um, it doesn't look like that was the case. It looks like Mar- Mario might have the starting job locked down a little bit longer than I anticipated. Yeah. Uh, one good thing to note about these Falcons pass catchers, Pitts ran around on 82% of dropbacks. Drake London, despite him 
not performing. You know, good call, by the way, by you on the bench recommendation there last week, Zach. Uh, but London did run a route on 100% of dropbacks. So some positivity there where I think the week before it was only like 65, 65%, um, which wasn't great. So like at least yeah. these guys are running a route when they're supposed to be running routes. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, Ramondre Stevenson came through as the overall RB2 on the week so far. 24 opportunities, 91 total yards, two touchdowns, 86% of snaps. That's what you want to see. This is probably like the first time I've ever seen Bill Belichick play a guy as a bell cow like you know last yeah. week you know stevenson got all the work because you know he was actually the only running back active uh outside of damian harris mm-hmm. believe it or not so it's like okay i get it you know bill belichick going you know he's going with the only guy he got but coming into this game we knew that damian harris was going to be out he had two other running backs active but stevenson still got 86 percent of the snap 86 percent of snaps excuse me yeah. um but i guess belichick seems to love this guy yeah, that seems to be the case. You know, there was a bunch of hype um, over the offseason surrounding Ramondre Stevenson. Like, we were wondering if he'd be able to get a workload even with Damian Harris out. But now he's just capitalizing with Damian Harris out. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, he put up, what is it, 25 points, like, to my chagrin. Because, of course, I was playing against him this week with you having him in your lineup. But um, he looked awesome. You know, this isn't a situation where, you know, other guys are rotating in uh, and taking, like, touches that would be valuable. Ramondre Stevenson got all of them. You know, Pierre Strong was afterthought. Kevin Harris was an afterthought. Um, the offense ran pretty much through uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And suddenly, um, you know, Bailey Zappi, he's looking like he's doing pretty good. We knew that he'd be targeting um, Ramondre Stevenson a lot. He did catch four balls. But um, the Patriots offense as a whole looks good. Uh, a lot better than I thought maybe it would be, which, you know, will only raise Ramondre Stevenson's stock. I will... You know, listen, man, I was talking a lot of shit about Bailey Zappi. I owe this man an apology, okay, because the dude looks better than much, much better than I thought. I saw him at the senior bowl, and it's funny, right? Like the, a lot of these guys that like Romeo Dubs, right? Bailey Zappi, yeah. Um, who else? Who else was there that didn't impress? Um, Alec Pierce, you know, these guys weren't really like super, um, didn't stand out. Alec Pierce stood out a little bit in, in in the first day, and then I think they just decided to like, uh, you know, take him out because he didn't need he he did enough apparently that scouts and stuff were saying that oh he looks really good, so they kind of took him out to mm-hmm. avoid any negative press. Um, yeah. but you know, Billy Zappi didn't look amazing or anything like that. So you know, it's it's, it's good. You know, that's kind of where I got my info from, just watching him firsthand. Same thing with Romeo Dubs. Um, but good for these guys, man. I'm, I'm happy that they're able to contribute. Uh, you know, it's funny. I saw a stat. I think Red Zone showed the stat, right, of these rookie Patriots quarterbacks going on the road in their first start and getting the W, right? Yeah. So it, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Bailey Zappi. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jacoby Brissett. It was, it was Jimmy Garoppolo, Bailey Zappi, and um, Matt Jones. It was those three guys all getting the W on the road. But interesting stuff there. Now, on the Patriots side, Tyquan Thornton, who was their second-round rookie uh, wide receiver who was banged up to start the year, uh, he was the Patriots' second-round pick. So we got to keep that in mind when we're talking about his overall production. Um, You know, part of the reason why they drafted him is because of the serious speed that he has. And he scored two touchdowns in this game. One on the ground, one through the air. He had a couple of carries in this game. So it seems like they look at him as like a versatile player. Uh, he's coming off the injury now. And it seems like 
he's going to be pretty involved in their offense, uh, especially now that Kendrick Bourne, he suffered what seemed like a toe injury right now. So we'll see how se- serious that is. Nelson Aguilar has a hamstring injury, so there might be some extra opportunity for someone like Thornton. Um, I, like I wouldn't be spending up on waivers or anything like that, but he has some appeal, you know, as someone who, you know, produced number one with opportunity and number two was a second round pick. Yeah. So he has a draft capital and now he's in a spot where he can actually contribute. You know, it looks like he's not going to be getting like, you know, plain old wide receiver usage either. It looks like they're interested in giving him the ball on the ground a little bit. Obviously it's a very small sample size, but you know, he can add an extra layer to the offense where it's not going to be just Bailey's happy dropping back and throwing the ball. You know, they can get a little gadget play here and here and there. Um, I, I like Tyquan Thornton as a waiver wire. Like you said, I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't go again. I wouldn't go spending all of my fab or really even that much. I think I'd cap out at three, four percent of yeah, fab. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but a we'll, we'll probably, yeah, we'll probably talk about him maybe tomorrow on tomorrow's episode for the waivers. But um, yeah, yeah, he's not a priority ad, but he did have a nice performance. Chances are, I don't think Tyquan Thornton was probably not in any lineups. I mean, I can't imagine one, even in deep leagues. You know, he's pretty much off the off the radar. So this one just kind of popped up out of nowhere and good for him yeah but um, yeah and 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 to be honest like it, it wouldn't have because he really didn't get much opportunity uh until Kendrick Bourne got hurt Kendrick yeah. Bourne was starting starting in three wide receiver sets and that's when Thornton really got his opportunity so just keep that in mind I think Donovan Peoples-Jones should be picked up in leagues at this point if he's not already especially in deeper leagues um he has two 70 plus receiving yard games over his last three he has four 50-plus yard receiving games out of out of five this year. So if you need wide receiver help during the bye weeks, I think he can help you hold it down. Um, you know, And that's considering, you know, Jacoby Myers has David Njoku. He has Amari Cooper. But, you know, the DPJ has got it done also for the most part. And it's yeah. possible that he has even more upside when Deshaun Watson is back. There is some room for upside there because he is their starting wide receiver opposite Amari Cooper. Um, and at times he's been getting a decent target share. So he's somebody that is interesting. He's always been interesting, interesting to me since his rookie year. Cause he's showed a lot of flashes. Um, so, you know, so if you're in a deeper league and if he's available, I think he's a possible pickup. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
Hunter Henry is a waiver wire pickup as well uh, for anyone who needs a tight end, not just because he had a good fantasy day, four catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, uh, but he ran a route on 81% of dropbacks this week, and that was with John Smith active. Uh, but we've seen this before, okay, where that route percentage, route participation, like, drops out of nowhere. Like, it goes up, it goes down with Hunter Henry. So he'd be one of the targets for me if I need a tight end, but, like, it's super volatile. <laughs> the yeah. situation is super volatile. I wouldn't expect it to stay uh, to stay at stay where it, where it is. But if he does end up eighty percent or above on a consistent basis, I think he could end up being a top twelve fantasy tight end pretty easily. Yeah, that bar for being a top twelve fantasy tight end is very low right now. It is top ten, top ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars they're still holding Travis Etienne back a little bit uh, from taking too much of the running back share. Um, James Robinson out carried ETN 12 to 10, but ETN is the one who ended up with the production. He, he, he had 108 total yards and 12 touches. Um, that's two straight games now with limited touches for the most part, but a hundred yards from scrimmage. The dude is yeah. explosive, right? He had a couple big plays in this game. He's still just a low end RB two for now, you know, but that should increase as his touches start to go up. I would expect those touches to eventually start to go up, hopefully, because, Every time he touches the ball, I feel like he's just ready to explode, right? Um, you know, they they did have a couple of carries go here and there, which I'm just like, why? Just give those give those touches to ETN. You yeah. know, it, it's like you just get more bang for your buck at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was actually playing against, you know, you had Travis ETN in your lineup too. I was playing against him. I could just, I could tell that you were probably fuming the way they were using him because every time he touched the ball, you know, he was getting a ton of yards and it's like producing huge for it, but he only touched the ball, was it 12 times? So it's like, yeah. that's not anywhere near enough. You look at the production compared to the touches. It's like, it wasn't like, oh, he's being boosted by one big play. He did have that one run, but there were plenty of other runs where it's like six, seven, eight yards on the ground. You're moving fast. I can't believe they didn't give him the ball anymore than they did. I, you know, I'd expect the backfield to shift more towards Travis Etienne and move, moving forward. I thought that maybe would have happened. Uh, yesterday um it didn't really happen which is disappointing but um i like i, I like travis etm moving forward definitely you talk about you know a couple carries where they should have just given it travis given it to travis etn how about trevor lawrence freaking sneaking two touchdowns in for uh, two rushing touchdowns if one of those goes to travis etn you know we're having a completely different con- conversation um oh yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I i was frustrated you know just as a fantasy <laughs> player seeing trevor lawrence sneaking those touchdowns in I know, man. I, you know, you know, the Jaguars are losing too, man. They're two and four now. Yeah, they got to start giving the ball to Travis Etienne more. Like he is the playmaker that it can change their offense. Um, and you know that decision has to be made at some point. I know they want to split up the carries and all that, but listen, like you don't need to give what's his name who who had that long long touchdown. Jamichael Hasty. Jamichael Hasty had like one touch in that game. <laughs> that yeah. one touch goes for a, a long ass touchdown. Anyone could have ran through that hole. Like if ETN ran through that hole, he would have been there five minutes before uh, <laughs> before Hasty got to the end zone. So right. I, I don't know, man. It's going to happen soon. You know, I'm not, I'm not being super impatient about it. We know it's going to happen because, you know, the talent is evident and he's having big games, 200-yard games from scrimmage over the past two weeks. Yeah. Michael Pittman, another guy, reminded everybody, you know, why he's that dude. 13 catches for 134 yards on 16 targets. He came through big time. What did you think of Michael Pittman's performance? 
I, I think it was reassuring for fantasy owners who have watched him kind of not perform very well the past few weeks. Um, I think he hasn't had very much production at all. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one. And, yeah. you know, he's been kind of making his living in PPR. And he's been all right for you if you're playing PPR. Not very good for you if you're not playing PPR. But this was a much better performance. Um, this was actually, I think, his second best performance of the season behind week one. Yeah. Um, you know, you like to see it. It looks like the Colts offense isn't as bad as we might have thought it was going to be. You know, the first few weeks in the season, uh, Matt Ryan looked a little bit more like Matt Ryan. Yesterday, it was a vintage performance. He turned back the clock a little bit there. I don't know if that's going to be sustain sustainable and continue to happen every week, but he's going into a pretty good stretch right now of games. The next two games are against Tennessee and Washington. Um, I, it's all positive outlook for Michael Pittman right now, and you're really happy if you had him in your lineup. You should have um, this week against Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, he moved to like the wide, wide receiver, receiver yeah, yeah. seven in fantasy points per game just off of that performance. Um, right. <laughs> which is super interesting. Uh, that tells you what you need to know as far as like these wire, a lot of wide receivers uh, under underperforming this year. Mm -hmm. Deion Jackson in relief of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. He had 12 carries on the ground for 42 yards and a touchdown. But the real story was that he caught all 10 of his targets for 79 yards. That was um, huge. Yeah. He was the RB one on the week so far. And I would assume that it should stay that way. Nothing's going to happen tonight. Unless that, Austin Eckler, you know, goes crazy, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. He's had two really good weeks in a row. I don't know if three, I don't know if three is going to happen. It can happen. It can happen. Eckler, Eckler can take the crown. He can. Um, but yeah, no, he did suffer a quad injury, Deion Jackson, at the end of the game. So Jonathan Taylor might be starting over him if he misses time. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, it's be. probably it's probably <laughs> over for Deion Jackson, the Deion Jackson experiment at this point. Um, but I really appreciate his commitment, you know, to getting it done for fantasy football managers everywhere. Um, yeah. you know, it's also possible that Jackson's quad injury isn't serious and it's possible that JT is out again next week mm -hmm. if it's a, if it's really a high ankle sprain. So I wouldn't drop Jackson until, you know, a, you know, he has an injury that's going to keep him out a couple weeks, right. Or B. Yeah. We know that JT has a full practice this week. Like once JT has a full practice, I'm like, all right, cool. I can probably drop Jackson. Um, and, you know, a lot of people didn't pick him up. He's still available in a bunch of waiver wires. So tomorrow, like, you know, when waivers, I'm going to be putting in some claims for Deion Jackson just in case, like the injury isn't that bad. Maybe we'll find out about the injury today, maybe earlier tomorrow before waivers run. Um, but you just kind of kind of monitor that situation a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't go crazy, you know, with Deion Jackson, like you said. I think, no, no. you know, this is the extent of his production. Um, you know, they have Naeem Hines. He should be coming back and getting healthier soon enough. Um, even though Deion Jackson really did well, he is buried on the depth chart. Um, once the other two guys come back, Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, there's no reason to think that he's going to be seeing significant time unless either of them get hurt again. You don't think he plays over Jonathan Taylor? No. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe. it's an outside chance. But yeah, I, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got Paris Campbell coming out of nowhere with 11 targets. He caught 757 in a touchdown. I, I brought that up because I'm a Paris Campbell stand. Uh, Alec Pierce, he wasn't having a great game until he caught the game-winning 32-yard touchdown. He came through for you at the end. You know, if you had to start him in a pinch off of waivers, because, you know, he was one of the one of the bigger waiver wire ads last week at wide receiver. So if you did, you know, put him in your lineup, you know, because you had to, it worked out. Yeah. Dalvin Cook ended this game uh, with this, this Vikings game with only 14 touches, uh, but he got it done with the big 53-yard touchdown. He was pretty quiet otherwise, 
But one positive, though, is that he was on the field for 87% of snaps, which is a big jump from where he was the last two weeks. So hopefully that continues if you have Cook. If you have him, that's a great sign um, that he's back to a workhorse, bell cow type of snap share. They didn't run a ton of plays in this game uh, that could have contributed to it. Maybe if they were going to be running a lot of plays, then Dalvin Cook could have had a could have seen like a bigger share, um, you know, with Alexander Madison, but it didn't happen. So this is this is encouraging moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Compared to what we've been seeing, you know, with the snap shares, like you said, it looked a little bit like it looked dangerously close to a committee, you know, last week, definitely. And now this week it's looking a little bit better. Um, the Dalvin Cook. You know, I think that he just has to get the touches. He'll be fine. It seems it, they haven't given him the touches they used to get. And he's been a little bit um, less efficient than he was in the past few seasons. But um, I, I think Dalvin Cook is still a pretty solid RB1 moving forward. There's no reason to think that. We just haven't be. seen that ceiling from him. We also haven't seen him really involved in the passing game that much. Yeah. In the first couple of weeks, you know, he had some receptions and some targets. But since then you know, he hasn't really been too involved. Um, and I'm looking for that to kind of increase for him to really maximize, you know, where we were drafting him at, which was like, you know, first round running back, we want you be, to be you know, involved in the passing game a little bit more and not just yeah. be like an early down plotter. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he, you talked about drafting him, you know, pretty high. And we talked about yeah. it over the offseason for a long time. You know, it's like he has a chance to get injured and that kind of thing, but we know what the upside is and he hasn't gotten to that point yet. And they did say over the offseason, I think, I forget, I saw a report somewhere that the Vikings were going to use him more in the passing game, or they planned or they wanted to oh, use yeah. Dalvin Cook more in the passing game. A and ton. that just, it hasn't come to fruition. Only five targets the last three weeks total. So, I, you know, I think if that goes up, you're right. Um, Dalvin Cook could definitely see more production. But until then, you know, he's 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 still a solid RB1. I just don't like him as, like, the overall RB1 on yeah. a weekly basis. I don't think that upside's there. Right. You know who does have the upside for overall wide receiver one, though? Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, with Teddy Bridgewater in this game. 12 for 177 for Tyreek. 6 for 129 for Waddle. Uh, these two guys are really, really good. And Mike McDaniel is looking like a mastermind right now. You know, it's also worth noting that Mike Gusecki ran about on 76% of dropbacks. And, you know, that might be exciting because he did have those two touchdowns and yeah. he, <laughs> he did his version of, of the, the gritty. gritty. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the way to, down to the sideline. Um, just kind of just just funny. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, you can you can pick up Gusecki um, with that rap participation going up. But just keep in mind that Durham Smith, who, you know, is a guy who has been like limiting Gusecki all year because he's sharing that role with him. Smith, you know, he can be back this week because he was limited in practice all week this past week. So yeah. if he's back, that could bring Gusecki down a little bit, and then he might be unstartable again. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but it also looks like Tua is going to be back next week. Um, he passed a concussion protocol. He's out of the protocol at this point, so he should be back. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like, these two wide receivers just getting it done. Yeah, 100%. And these, this has to be the most talented, the most electric wide receiver duo in the NFL right now, I think. I don't think there's anyone doing. I think I think electric, like the most electric duo, like that. That hands down, it's these two. Yeah, like Tyreek Hill is producing as long. He had a quiet game, Skylar Thompson, but he seems like matchup proof and quarterback proof. You know, he might be the same. He went from Patrick Mahomes to like Teddy Bridgewater, and like he's playing better. (laughs) Yeah, but he's 
getting 15 targets, starting at 177 yards. If if he had a touchdown, it would have been an even bigger day. Tyreek Hill, like I said, he might have one of the best floors in fantasy right now. Even though, you know, he he had the one game. I forget what game it was. It was a couple weeks ago. It was against well, who else? Buffalo. It was a quiet game against Buffalo's defense. You can't really fault him for that. Outside of that, he's been awesome for you. Tyreek Hill, his ceiling is so high with a really nice floor, regardless of who's quarterback. I, you know, Tyreek Hill is my main takeaway. Jalen Waddle, he did really good too. Um, but it's clear that if they're favoring somebody in the passing game, if they're going to favor one over the other, it's going to be Tyreek Hill. They're both very similar in value, but Tyreek Hill has a little bit more of an edge. I, I love both of them moving forward. though. It's just awesome. Waddle was a great buy coming into this week, but that buy window has closed. Right. 